We're happy to have this episode sponsored by Real Mushrooms. You probably already know about some of the great benefits of adding mushrooms to your diet, like better sleep, greater mental clarity, and a stronger immune system, but not all mushroom products are equal. Real Mushrooms is the real deal. Many mushroom companies harvest the mushroom and the grain it's growing on. Real Mushrooms products contain no grains or starch fillers. They're organic, cultivated naturally, and third-party verified for beta-glucans, the compound that makes them so valuable as a supplement. They even have a science and medical team of doctors who ensure that Real Mushrooms meets the highest standards. What I personally love is how informative their website is. Have questions about what mushroom is right for you? They have a robust blog with articles ranging from women's health to what mushrooms are most beneficial to your pet. Want to boost your immune system? Have better sleep and feel more calm? Grab the link in the show notes and get 25% off of your first order. Curiously enough, acupuncture is not just sticking needles into people. It's part of a coherent and observation-based medicine that experienced practitioners of the art have handed down over the centuries. I'm Michael Max, your host and guide of Everyday Acupuncture. Listen in as we explore how you can apply the principles of this ancient medicine in your everyday life. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the show. I'm still here at the American Academy of Medical Acupuncturists, and I've got Steve and Sandy Amoyles with me. They're with Alliance Integrative Medicine. They're in Cincinnati, Ohio, and they've got a really interesting clinic there in that it's completely integrated with conventional medicine, functional medicine, Chinese medicine, and and some others. And we're going to talk today about taking a really integrative approach to taking care of your health. So welcome to the show. Michael, thank you for having us on the show. Yeah. So I'm curious to know, you guys were are, are conventionally trained physicians, is that correct? Correct. We're both family physicians, initially trained in South Africa, and then we did additional training in London, and then came to the States, had to redo our family medicine training, so we did it again and uh, went into family practice. So but, but, but in addition, I have to jump in. In addition... Um, during this period, we also studied acupuncture initially in Japan in 1984 and subsequently with Joe Helms with the Helms Medical Institute in the mid-90s. Um, and along the way, we've studied m- many other things besides traditional medicine, which has helped us have a, a great uh, confluence of emerging, emerging of uh, traditional and non-traditional um, modalities that we use in our facility. We're going to get into all that stuff in just a moment, but first I'm curious, how did you get to Japan and studying acupuncture in Japan? I mean, what what was it that drew you guys toward that particular modality? I think uh, we were both at medical school in South Africa, 
And it became obvious to us at the time in the 70s that even then medicine was not helping everyone. It, had, uh, it was great for certain this things. This is even back in the 70s you, you were seeing this. Yeah, so we were seeing that, that uh, medicine was great with antibiotics. It could help acute infections. It could help heart disease, heart attacks, broken bones. But when it came to chronic illnesses, there were often this group of patients that it couldn't help. And we, we started looking at what makes people healthy and how do you keep them healthy. And we, beca- we got interested at that point in various alternative type therapies, naturopathy, manipulative type therapies, uh, you know, use of supplements, exercise, mind-body techniques. And we decided at the end of medical school that we were going to go around the world and specifically seek out people that we thought would, were doing exceptional work. And we, we actually called them miraculous cures. We defined a miracle as something that conventional medicine couldn't help, and these alternative therapies were helping. And so we traveled uh, through the Orient. We went to the Philippines, Taiwan, Hong Kong, and ultimately found an incredible teacher in Japan who then accepted us into his school, and that's when we started learning acupuncture. And what year was this? 1984. So, that, so you've been doing this for a while? A long time ago. And it, part of our kind of traveling journeys, um, I think, was also to look at different cultures and the indigenous differences between cultures, because I think there's a, a long history in many cultures that we've lost. Um, because we've become so modernized and we, haven't, we don't always tap into other modalities. Um, and we were just really fortunate when we landed in Japan. We were very um, lucky to experience this incredible teacher who treated people from all over the world. He literally came to his little clinic where he treated 100 patients a day and that's we, incredible, isn't it? Yeah, and we we saw fantastic results, and uh, we weren't allowed to be there together. We had to alternate days because he wanted us to be separated and teach us individually, which was just a really, really fun uh, phenomenon too. I'm curious. If I could just ask a quick follow up on that. You said you were looking inside the different cultures for things within the culture that seem to promote health or or maintain health. Could you talk a little bit more about some of what you found there? So, you know, if we look back at these different healing systems, um, we started doing this in in South Africa, actually. In in South Africa, in in the um, days of apartheid, which is when we grew up, there was uh, white and black medicine. And um, within the African cultures, there were, there were medicine men who were doing really what we were taught was voodoo kind of medicine. And we were taught at medical school that, that they were not to be trusted and often their treatments resulted in severe illness, which it did. But then we found a series of patients that did exceptionally well and that were healed from chronic diseases when medicine couldn't help them. And we landed up working with one of the medicine men, the chief medicine men of Africa by the name of uh, Credo Mutwa. And he, um, what we learned is that every, all of the indigenous systems have ways of 
um, of empowerment. So the, the, every medical system has what I can do for you and what you can do for yourself. And what you can do for yourself are, are meditative type techniques, prayer type techniques. You can do exercise. You can do. You can look at your nutrition. You can do things that empower you to take control of your health. And then they have other techniques that they do to you. And we then uh, we became interested in people who were doing these exceptional cures. We were interested at, the po at that point in uh, psychic surgeons in the Philippines. So we landed up looking at some of the stuff they were doing. And, uh, um, you know, these are really uh, outrageous kind of claims that were being made. And we wanted to go and see for ourselves what, what was going on. And then we traveled through Taiwan. I'm curious, what did you find in the Philippines? Well, it's an it's amazing uh, process called psychic surgery, and in psychic surgery, the the surgeon puts his um, bare hands on someone, and you see this blood come out, and then they take a lump of flesh out of the skin, and throw it into a bucket. And the first time we saw this, we burst out laughing because it looks like a a, a magic trick that's very poorly done. And uh, what we'd heard about was that there were people with cancers who had been diagnosed with cancer in the, in the States or, you know, at, at a reputable place, had come there, had had treatment and had gone home and be, they looked again for the cancer, was gone. And so we were interested to see if this was in fact true. And we, we met a lot of people there who had cancer and... Uh, we unfortunately did not see any of them long-term get healed. Uh, um, we were fascinated with one particular um, thing that happened, and we wrote about it in our book. Sandy had this huge keloid scar on her foot. It was a, papal, uh, a purple raised scar, which had been there for years, unchanged. And we went one day far out into the jungle and met a woman who took no money. There was no financial gain for what she was doing and she had a look at Sandy and said yes I can help you you have some infection underneath your foot and I can um, so she said I will take this this infection away so she she took this uh, lump of flesh out of uh, the uh, scar in Sandy's foot and within 24 hours her keloid scar had changed from a purple color to a pale pink uh, normal skin color and the lump had disappeared. We had a lot of fun looking at all these different place, places and just seeing things in different cultures and you realize that there's a body, mind and spirit that needs to be addressed and we lose that a lot in traditional medicine. We don't treat the whole person. Usually it's just the body. Just the symptom. You know, we focus on the symptom, we antidote the symptom. So this these travels just exposed us to some really f great phenomena and Japanese acupuncture was a great experience for us. Our, our teacher told us when you treat a patient at a visit, you you're treating what they had in the past, what they have today, and preventing what they'll develop in the future. This is one of the things I think about in my clinic as well, that someone comes in, they've got something today, I want to help them with that. But the treatment I give, how's that going to affect them five years down the road, right? And especially if it's a symptom that's trying to catch their attention about something, right? Let's say someone has acid reflux. Well, if you make the acid reflux go away without taking care of the underlying issue... 
Right. Now the messenger can't speak. Right. Yeah. So tell me a bit about your clinic. How did you end up in Cincinnati? (laughs) It's a long story. (laughs) It was really a job at the right time. And we got into a residency program doing family practice. Steve did it first. We had small children and I did it after him. So we both graduated from the residency program. We were both in private practice in Cincinnati in different primary care offices. And we were approached by a large hospital system to start an integrative medicine clinic. That's a great opportunity. So we jumped on board. Yeah, of course. (laughs) And it was a great opportunity. It changed our... Um, lifestyle and our, our way of practicing significantly, and uh, that was 16 years ago. Mm-hmm. What kind of issues do people come in with to your clinic, and can you walk us through what it would be like for them? Who do they see? What kind of treatments do they get? How do you figure out who gets what kind of treatment, what kind of modalities to use? So we like to think that people come in with a problem and leave with a plan. And we have a we have a, a group of, of physicians. We are all primary care physicians. There are four of us, and we usually like people to have a consultation with a physician, who then acts as the pivotal person to point the patient in the right direction. But we also work with um, chiropractors. We have uh, a whole cadre of body workers who do massage craniosacral therapy, rolfing, and other modalities like Thai massage. And we have nurses who do energy healing, which is similar to Reiki or healing touch. We also have a naturopath. We have a health coach. And we have a psychologist who does an MBSR program. So we have a very eclectic mix of therapists. And the patients come in, have a consultation with a physician, which is usually an hour-long visit. And we help them tease out what their problems are and create a plan and, and uh, let them experience different therapies and see how they do. The good thing is that all our physicians are acupuncturists as well. So we treat the patients and we touch the patients, which is what we love because we see what they're doing. We also do a very unique treatment called an ACE session, which stands for acupuncture chiropractic and energy work so a patient comes in and in an hour visit has first a chiropractic adjustment followed by an acupuncture treatment by the physician which will include some medical and functional medicine stuff too and uh, then the nurse does energy healing on on the patient and all our physicians also practice a lot of functional medicine so we do a lot of additional stuff with our patients but I think I'll let Steve tell you the types of problems that we treat so we see pretty much everything and uh, because of the nature of our practice we um, we see problems that no one else can usually treat uh, which is not where we like to start we like to start the the earlier we start the better it's always easier when the weeds are not knee high (laughs) correct (laughs) so we would prefer to see someone when they're healthy and keep them healthy and in fact we have a lot of wellness programs uh, designed to optimize health but unfortunately, we see people who have failed conventional medicine. We see people with chronic pain, people with cancer, autoimmune diseases. And then we see the, the spectrum of everything in between. We see a lot of people with anxiety and depression, insomnia. We see gynecological problems, PMS to um, pelvic pain to menopausal problems. 
infertility issues. We see a lot, a lot of gastroenterological problems, so inflammatory bowel disease and irritable bowel syndrome. The usual list of things that are just not so well treated by conventional medicine. Correct. And as primary care doctors, we know what can conventional medicine can do, and we want to outperform conventional medicine. And it's, it was our experience that, that as we traveled around and saw what acupuncturists could do, we saw what chiropractors could do, massage therapists could do, we found that it would be great to have a team. So we, we started creating this team-based approach where we, as Sandy said, we have an ACE treatment, but typically the therapists are all interacting with each other. And if they're having a problem, we make sure that that person, um, is de- their problem is dealt with. So uh, one of our, our th- uh, things we tell patients is if you have a headache, we're not letting you leave. And within in the last 16 years, uh, there have been very few patients that within 10, 15 minutes, we haven't been able to get rid of their headache. So people could come in with a, a raging migraine? Absolutely. And we walk see, out without it? Okay, within 15 minutes, we'd like to have them pain-free. I'm curious what modalities you use on that. Well, we um, again, we, we treat their, their immediate problem. And uh, what we've learned to do is uh, we use a specific kind of nerve block around the head coupled with an acupuncture treatment. The nerve block allows a pretty immediate result, a cessation of pain. And we often see people come in with severe nausea, vomiting, light and sound sensitivity who would normally have had to go to emergency room. By giving them the nerve block, we can take their pain away uh, within a minute or two. And then the acupuncture treatment allows a more global treatment of their pain. It normalizes their autonomic or automatic nervous system and they lie there and and uh, their appetite comes back. We give them something to drink and they often fall asleep and then get up uh, 30, 40 minutes later and say, I'm ready to go. Are you teaching this to other clinics around the country? Um, we do. We do quite a lot of teaching. Uh, we have um, medical students, residents that come through our program. We, we also have associated nonprofit called the Integrative Medicine Foundation that we have and the the foundation has an integrative medicine physician of excellence program so we are currently in the process of looking for a a primary care doctor that we will teach and give them a lot of training over the next few years and we are working uh, you know looking at at further implementation where we can teach this more regularly it sounds like the kind of medicine center every town could use i'm 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 curious do you guys take insurance? How is this reimbursed? So, unfortunately, no. Uh, we Initially, uh, we were part of a hospital system, and we thought because we were part of the hospital system, we could take insurance, we'd have more clout. Unfortunately, when the hospital started negotiating with the insurance companies in the Midwest, they said, maybe if you were on the East or West Coast, we would do this, but in the Midwest, you're not covered. So we landed up doing a fee-for-service only, and what's been fascinating for us is that the people that come who are willing to pay often are much more willing to get better. So there, there is an investment in their health, and we see them doing really well. It's interesting you should bring that up. I, when I practiced in Seattle, people have insurance there, and I took insurance. Here in Missouri, no one has insurance. And, and there is a significant difference 
and, and people coming in, I mean, really bringing themselves into the process. I've, I've, I've seen that as well. Do you think that's part of the therapeutic effect, actually bringing yourself full front and center? Yes, I think it, the taking the insurance away allows you and your patient to interact with each other without a third party in the room. But we do give our patients Super Bowls with the appropriate coding for our visits because they, they're doing a medical visit and they're doing acupuncture or chiropractic or whatever care they're having. And we, al- we will help them. We ask them to send their, bill, their bills to the insurance companies and they will get reimbursed for some of our services. We're often out of network, um, but some companies do, some insurance do, companies do reimburse the patients for acupuncture, but we put that onus onto the patient. And we've really not had a problem with that. I don't think it's impeded patients from coming to see us. And we were very shocked when we first went into practice. We were nervous to do this, but we truly think that the patients have a much higher commitment to getting better. Yeah, uh, that term buy-in comes to mind. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, You guys do a fair amount of functional medicine there. Mm-hmm. And this is something that I've, it's recently come across my radar, mainly because I've got some friends mm-hmm. that practice this, and, and they're also acupuncturists. The viewpoint of functional medicine seems very similar to me to the viewpoint of, of Chinese medicine, and that it's very, very individualized. For our listeners that may not know what functional medicine's about, can you give us a quick introduction? Well, I like to look at all our, everything that we do is very personalized. So we're treating the patient for their specific problem. We're not taking a cookie cutter approach and just giving them a pill or a supplement or an acupuncture treatment. It's very individualized to the patient. And in functional medicine, it, instead of looking at a symptom as we do in medicine and antidoting the symptom, we're treating the systems in your body that have become imbalanced and create a dysfunction and then ultimately a disease. So it's more of a what we call a systems-based approach to medicine. But it's more than that. It's really getting to the root cause of an illness. So that you, you I, the analogy I like using for patients is it's like when they come in and they have symptoms, it's like there's a, a log that's on fire and there's smoke. I mean, that literally that's in an inflammatory process right. that and, a lot of people are in. And what we'll do in medicine is we'll take the smoke away and the fire will still be there and the log will be smoldering. So in functional medicine, we put out the fire we, and we take away the smoldering of the log. And it, it needs a much more in-depth history with a patient and a, a, a much more committed relationship with a patient where you're working on every aspect of their life, their diet, their lifestyle, how they're sleeping, how they're resting, and addressing all the external environmental factors that affect them from toxins in the environment to chemicals to anything that can throw all your systems out of balance. And we have a lot of fun doing it. You know, we use um, lab tests to guide us so that it, we, I always tell my patients, I'm treating you by finding out exactly what's wrong with you and tickling your systems to get back into balance and harmony again. And in acupuncture and Chinese medicine, we have the same kind of philosophy as, as they do in functional medicine. I, I remember spending a little time in China, and mostly in the... Um digestive department and they would often send their patients out to go get certain amounts of blood work or they'd send them for uh, an ultrasound 
And they didn't use that to decide their treatment. They just used it as a marker. Oh, they've got this, they've got that. These are some very objective measures that we can come back in a month and look at and see if we've actually gotten physiological as well as functional change. Correct. You, you want to treat the patient, not the test. <laughs> Could you say that again? We want to treat the patient, not the test. So that are... means that if someone comes back with a bone density scan that wasn't so good, it doesn't necessarily mean that it's a Fosamax deficiency. Exactly. You have to look and see if they're inflamed. Perhaps the, the food that they're eating is causing uh, inflammation and therefore increased bone loss or that they are not doing enough weight-bearing exercise, you know, and so on. So what we always do is we, we start off with a conventional medical approach and, and then we branch out. And for most of our patients, that usually means uh, trying acupuncture first. And acupuncture is wonderful in that it gives us an idea of someone's resilience. If, for instance, they get better with acupuncture, then we don't need to go any further. We save them money and a few very simple, safe uh, treatments are the final answer. However, what we found is that if there is some underlying deficiency or problem, that acupuncture couldn't help them. So if, let's say someone is chronically depressed. Well, again, you would think from a medical perspective, they just m may need a, they have a deficiency of an antidepressant. But that's not true. Say they have a genetic problem with manufacturing with absorbing folic acid or b12 or uh, vitamin d they may not have enough of these nutrients which therefore don't allow them to make neurotransmitters so when we look at the genomics or we look at their biomarkers for nutrition we can find out that they are nutritionally deficient we can we can optimize their nutrition and we find that the depression goes away by itself without having to treat with the medication curious are you guys looking a lot at the gut bacteria and the whole uh, human biome absolutely so the the microbiome is a wonderful new frontier of medicine there are, should be a hundred trillion bacteria in and around the body and these bacteria do more for us than say our liver which is the biggest organ in our body they're involved in our immune system, in digestion, in the manufacture of vitamins, in, uh, in so many different things, including obesity and probably cholesterol and mood and ADD. And when we, when we learn how to manipulate these things correctly, we are going to have a huge shift in how we see patients. What's some of the current thinking about how to, shall I say, feed and care for that colony of bacteria that that helps us with so much of our daily life processing? I think number one would be controlling stress in your life. Number two would be eating a diet that's specifically suited to you metabolically. Some people have a very high sensitivity to certain things like the lactate or the lactose in milk or the gluten, the different uh, particles in wheat um, and develop non-celiac gluten sensitivity some people have a sensitivity to eggs so it's highly variable but your, your diet is essential and then I encourage my patients to take a probiotic that has a wide array of different bacteria in it and that has a very high colony count on a regular basis but just your diet with a very high amount of fiber in your diet so it's really eating real food 
fresh food, lots of fruits and vegetables is very important. And having regular treatments if you're having a lot of problems with your your gut. Acupuncture is great for that. How do you guys go about figuring out if people are having sensitivities to food, especially if it's subclinical? Maybe there's just a, it's just creating a little inflammation. People are just a little uncomfortable, but not so much that, mm. that, that they're really dragging. Well, this has been a, a big frontier of, of looking at how you change your approach to the gut. So w- what we always try and do for patients is, is see if we can use their symptoms and see if we can keep things cheap. So we do initially offer them an elimination diet where we take out the common culprits, wheat, dairy, corn, um, etc. The usual suspects, uh, you know, soda and, and so on, colorings, flavorings, preservatives. And they often report a great benefit, and then we can try and reintroduce foods. But unfortunately, that often doesn't do it. And we have very sophisticated labs now which look for IgG and IgA antibodies, and they are often very helpful in identifying which foods people are reacting to. Thank you. People that live in Cincinnati are lucky, right? Because they can go see you guys. For someone that lives in a town like mine where we don't have an integrative clinic or or other places where they may not have that, what would be the next best step if somebody wants to take care of themselves and maybe they'd have to be the ones to coordinate care with different practitioners yeah, to get that level of care that you guys just naturally provide because of the structure of your clinic? Thanks for the compliment. And uh, what we did actually is we, we wrote a book and our book is called Get Well and Stay Well. And it is it, it initially started because patients were asking about these things and it's, uh, it's something that we offer to people. And when we were writing it, the person who was helping us write it said, you know, this is not for people in Cincinnati. You've got to write this book for people around the country. And it gives a step-by-step process on how to do these things. But what we usually recommend is that patients look in their area for, for, for patients who, ha- I mean, for providers who have a more holistic mindset, such as yourself, or someone who's doing integrative medicine or, or MDs who are doing integrative medicine or functional medicine or other practitioners. There are often incredible chiropractors, acupuncturists who do functional medicine and have a much broader understanding of where to go to. Great. Thank you. Uh, what's your clinic's website? www.myhealingpartner.com myhealingpartner is one word dot com we'll be sure to put that on the show notes and some information about your book as well thank you very is much is that available on Amazon that's available on Amazon uh, and th- at a, through our website it has its own website and all the uh, proceeds go to our foundation which then helps the underserved get integrative care for free and trains more doctors That's fantastic. Any closing remarks that you'd like to make? Anything to say to our listeners? Well, we think you're doing a wonderful job, and we'd like you to keep up what you're doing, and uh, thank you for your commitment to this, this area of healthcare. And thank you for being at the American Academy of Medical Acupuncture meeting, which is a symposium that happens once a year for physicians who practice acupuncture all across the states. All right. Thanks, you guys. enjoyed this episode of Everyday Acupuncture? If so, 
please take a moment, click on the iTunes review button, and leave a review of the show. And be sure to tune in again next week. Thank you.